What's up and welcome back. It's the ANA Sports Show. This is uh, part two. I am your host, Anthony Cortez, joined alongside my two good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Alexander Ashley. What's going on, everybody? And Mr. Kevin Rowe. You're welcome. Appreciate you showing up, Kev. Um, as always, we're going to do some NFL. We're sticking with football, but before we do so, let's talk about our friends real quick at Baseballism. They're an all-baseball-related apparel and clothing company for baseball people. If you're a baseball fan, you should be wearing Baseballism. It's that simple. It's America's brand. They fish off the build brand for baseball. Visit them at Baseballism.com, and while you're there, for first-time shoppers, use our code AASports. Our initial is AASPORTS. We're 15. That's 1.5% discount off your first order. It's free shipping on orders of $100 or more, so if you want to go and spend a lot with them, which is easy to do, so you can get free shipping on orders. Uh, uh, fine print though i believe that is only for u.s orders so just anybody internationally listen to us sorry but still support anyways um they just released some new family collections which are pretty cool family shirts and then uh there's some hoodies thrown in there for the winter season that's about to come up go check those out uh Fiddle dreams collections are available um babe ruth major league the movie new shirts and new shirts and hoodies with built-in masks and all those all those shirts with built-in masks are still available but they have uh they have some pretty sweet uh, U.S. baseball, USA baseball uh, collections available as well. They partnered with USA baseball to. They have some really nice caps and shirts for those guys over there too as well. So go check those out. Uh, but as as always, please keep supporting your local and small businesses, whoever they may be. Uh, baseballism, baseballism included. They do still need your support because we still are, we are still in a uh, pandemic. So please keep supporting your local small businesses, whoever they may be. Thank you very much. All right, gentlemen. I uh, figured we could do some over and under reactions again for the NFL for week two. Alex, I know you had a few that you had in mind. So wouldn't you want to start us off? I do. Um, I think the Raiders are very, very for real. Uh, if you look at the two wins they have, they beat the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, granted, Overtime, whatever the case is, doesn't matter. They still beat the Baltimore Ravens. And then they beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh, and fairly convincingly. Uh, and then you kind of look at how their schedule lines up. They And they usually win one against the Chiefs for whatever reason. They seem to be a thorn in the side of, of the Chiefs uh, organization. They very well could be one of the scarier teams in the league. One of those teams that people don't want to play because that could be the game that knocks them out of the playoffs. That could be, you know, whatever. So they play against the Dolphins next at home. And without Tua, I give Las Vegas a win, right? They play in uh, Los Angeles because they're now the Los Angeles Chargers after that. I could see them winning that one. They play against the Bears at home after that. I definitely see them winning that one. They play against the Broncos in Denver, maybe lose that one, or to the Chargers, one of those two. So they could – they beat the Eagles. They beat the Giants. I would say – I say you beat the – I say you beat the Chiefs at home. Right now, right? What, I'm, what I'm seeing, yes. So they're already 2-0. and 3-0. 4 and 0, let's say 5 and 1, 6 and 1, 7 and 1. Let's say 8 and 1. I could see them beating the Bengals 9 and 1. Let's say they lose the Cowboys 9 and 2. Then they have the Washington, the Chiefs, the Broncos, Colts, Chargers. Like they these guys could very well be a 12 win team, a 13 win team. 
Their defense is much, much improved. Josh Jacobs, if he can stay healthy, and even then they have a plethora of backs back there. Uh, Kenyon Drake didn't even have to be the guy. Derek Carr is having a hell of a start to the season. Uh, like they're a scary team. They're, they're a pretty scary team. They're number one in passing up to this point, granted. 391 yards a game. Uh, you know, they're only giving up 22, which is middle, bottom of the uh, on the league average right now. Like, this is a very scary team. And maybe an overreaction, but, like, I'm calling, I'm calling playoffs for the Raiders. Anthony, what do you say? Do you think it's an overreaction or not an overreaction? Not an overreaction. I agree with, I agree with everything you said. I think it's an overreaction, and here's why. They started 2-0 last year. What did they end up? 8-8. They have a, a good record uh, under John Gruden in September. October, they struggle. November is about 500. December, they're terrible. I want to wait through October. If they win some games in October, okay, then, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say they're legit. But right now, okay. I want to pump the brakes just a little bit. Yeah, they're looking good in their first two games. Give me a month. Ask me again. I do agree. They historically get worse as the season progresses. But if you'll notice, every year since John Gruden has been there, they get better overall as a team, their records, all that stuff. So if they're starting like this already, I have a feeling that they will get better. They were, what, like nine, eight and eight, nine and four they last year? They were 8-8 eight eight last year. Okay. So, I see them being 10-11 at least this year. If they end up the season 9-8, it may be an improvement, but it's still essentially 8-8. Eight eight. I would agree, but I, I see them 10-11. The main reason I agree is because that's a pretty favorable schedule. You're starting off 2-0 two, two two already against, against arguably two of the best – not two of the best, but two of the better teams in the league – you have Miami next with two out possibly at home. You have you're going you play to play the, the East, so you're gonna beat the Giants. You're gonna be, uh, you're gonna win probably three out of the four of those games. Yeah, the only the only challenge I see coming up in the next in the next uh, well in October really is at Denver. But I still think you can I still think you can win that game. So yeah, that's the biggest reason I agree is because it's a it's a pretty favorable pretty favorable schedule, and I think you can beat the Chiefs either at home or on the road. You can you can take one out of two from the Chiefs, if not both. That's what they do for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't know if they'll take both from the Chiefs. That West is going to be no. a tough division. No, no, no. Denver has shown up to be pretty good. The Chargers have shown that they can fight. Uh, and the Chiefs, I mean, they're the defending AFC champs. I mean, that division's going to be tough. So to win 11 games in that division, that's that's going to be not just a tall order, but, I mean, if they can do it, it'll be very impressive. I think this is a playoff team. I think currently the way they're playing, yeah, they're a playoff team. But talk to me in a month, see if they – Continue this through October, and then I'll tell you when or not they make the playoffs. All right, what's the over, over or under for you guys that y'all got? I'm actually still trying to come up with one. 
I'll go. Cowboys. Cowboys will win the division by at least three games, given what they have shown in the first two weeks. And here's why. These first two games against the Chargers and the Bucks are against two potential playoff teams and including the Super Bowl champs. The next six weeks or eight, eight weeks are nothing but sub-500 teams from a year ago. The entire schedule is favoring the Cowboys to, one, get healthy, and two, to be right once – they start playing good teams again. Um, I could see them going a good six and one, five and two in the next up until week eleven. They're going to be in pretty good shape because once they go in to once they face the Chiefs in week eleven, they're going to have um, Randy Gregory back, who should be back next week. Lyle Collins, who's serving his six game suspension. They should have Michael Gallup back from his injury, who should be out about a month, and you should have Demarcus Lawrence back back from his broken foot. They will be healthy, assuming they don't get any other big key injuries from now until then, but those key players will be back by then. Theoretically, you should. That's not an overreaction for me. Theoretically, you should. If you stay healthy – you should take the division by a couple of games. Theoretically, and if everything goes, you know, according to plan. So Plus, what the Cowboys you... showed you this week is that they do have offensive versatility. They can run the ball successfully against a good defense. So I don't even has a pretty good defense. Joey Bosa is a freaking beast, you know? He was all over that game. But And then they have their uh, – uh, their safety too. What's his name for the Chargers? Back. Can't remember his name now. But I mean, he's an All-Pro safety. I mean, you have some good pieces on that uh, Chargers defense, and the Cowboys were able to do enough on offense, and their defense made some key plays at key moments to help seal the victory. And if the defense can do that throughout the year and be in average defense. I got high hopes for the Cowboys. Is it an overreaction? Sorry, go ahead, Kev. Or go ahead, Alex. I was going to say, I'm not arguing that the Cowboys will very likely win their division. I don't think it's by necessarily three games, so I'll have to look more at some other schedules. But if you look at it, Tampa Bay historically is bad in the first three weeks, even with Tom Brady. They lost to the Bears, uh, and they also lost to the Saints last year. So they were started off the season – one and two. Uh, I think they went you got to think last year is an anomaly, though, because you have everybody coming back, or everybody coming to the team for the first time. Including and I would agree, but you just said in your argument five minutes ago, sub-500 teams from last year. So you can't be like, oh, they were all sub-500 last year. And they'd be like, oh, well, last year doesn't count. So you kind of have to say last year doesn't count. But well, I'm saying okay. if you're looking at the beginning of last year, the beginning – is a little different because of the fact that there was no offseason because of COVID. And if you're looking specifically at the Bucks, it's because they got a new quarterback coming in to learn a brand-new system after work doing 20 years in New England, and they have to work their offense around him. This year for the Bucks, they had everybody coming back, all their, base, all their big coordinators, all their big players. Everybody came back. Nothing changed. So what you're talking about, 
the Buccaneers on week one this week or this year is the same one that won the Super Bowl back in February. Okay. Okay. And you're right. And Cowboys still lost. Number two, Chargers gave up 17 points off of penalties, two touchdowns taken back. So, yes, you won. It was very exciting. But realistically, that game should have been 34 to 20. Let's say they do end up making that, right? So you lost by potentially two touchdowns on that one. You're also talking about a Carolina team that now has a good quarterback and a healthy Christian McCaffrey. You're also talking about a New England Patriots team in Foxborough that has a stabilized quarterback and a fully loaded defense because, as we all know, anomaly or not, they had all of their guys not playing last year on the defensive side of the ball. They basically all took a year off. So if you're saying in the next one, two, three, four, five, six, six, I see them losing at least two more, putting them at probably three and three at the best. Um, Now, like I said, I'm not arguing that the Cowboys will very likely win, especially because the Giants lost their quarterback. Heineke, or excuse me, not the Giants. Redskins lost their quarterback. Heineke is not going to be the answer. Yes, or sorry, football team, WFT. Lost their quarterback, and Ryan Fitzpatrick also wasn't the guy either. The Giants are still ass. And we'll, it's just, we'll just call Washington WTF. What the fuck? WTF. Yeah, I think yeah, <laughs> my dyslexic brain reads WTF every time. I'm like, that can't be right. <laughs> There's no way. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree that the Cowboys will be much improved, but I don't, I don't know if they'll win by more than three games. Because, again, Eagles have an entirely healthy offensive line that they didn't last year. Literally, like, all five starters on the Eagles' offense last year were injured on their offensive line. Uh, Washington has a great front seven, and they can still win games even with backup quarterbacks. You do have to play the Cardinals, even if it's at home. That's a really tough game. You have to play at New Orleans, which at this point is hit or miss, and then you have to play in Arrowhead. That's a tough game, too. Um, you'll blow the Falcons away because we suck a lot of ass. The Vikings, you never know. Broncos, that'll be a dub for sure. Um, but I, I, I think a little over, I don't think they're three games better than anybody else in this league right now. But let me rephrase that. I don't think they'll finish three games better than anybody else in this league right now or in their division right now. I got one, just looking at schedules right now. Uh, let me get back to it. Arizona wins the AFC West or South, whatever it is, West. My dealer moved out of town. Can I get your guy? <laughs> <laughs> NFC, NFC West. Sorry, AFC. I said AFC. Cardinals, Cardinals win the NFC West. Overreaction? And no response. I would have to say yes. I would say yes as well. What did I, I say the first time that you were saying, can I get your dealer's number? The fact that they're going to win the division. Oh, okay. You got to be on something good. Think that. Everybody else you have in that division right now? I know you love DeAndre Hopkins, but I mean he's not everything in that in that on that team. No, he's not. I'm just saying, I mean 
the the forty ers the 49ers, Rams and Cardinals are all two and zero. And I know this is probably this this is an overreaction, but Seattle really should have been two and zero also. They know yeah. fucked up. They blew it in the second half. Usually they're a second half yeah. team. They did not score yeah. this game. Because literally four of their five offensive linemen went down in the game, and they still almost won. Yeah, I think, I think the Rams are going to win this division because they look scary. I think, yeah. If the Rams running backs can stay healthy, which already we're having a little bit of trouble, we're there having a little bit of trouble with. Um, I like San Francisco right now uh, as well. But, uh, yeah, I think it's between the Rams and 49ers. I do not like San Francisco. I did before the season, but they have lost, like, every running back on their roster, every single one of them. Yeah. Mostert's out for the year. Uh, Mitchell had a shoulder injury, and they pulled him from the game. Uh, McCasty or – no. Uh, yeah, McCasty or something like that. He went out with an injury. Trey Sermon came to the game, got a concussion on his first carry. Mitchell had to come back in with that shoulder injury just to finish out the game. And then they had somebody that they picked up from the waivers uh, this past week who they were going to use strictly on special teams. He had to run the ball a couple times. Uh, (laughs) Well, I just think, like, with what they have shown over the past few years – they're still able to make some magic work. Uh, yes, but if you can't run the ball at all for San Francisco's defense, for San Francisco's offense, I think they're going to struggle a lot because Jimmy G's good, but he's not great. Maybe they'll throw in Trey Lance and have a little more RPOs. Yeah, they'll just be a little more P than than R. <laughs> Problem is, Jimmy G will pay good enough to stay the starter. But he's not going to play good enough to win the division for them. Oh, you know what? Sh- you know what should happen? I think Jimmy G should get traded to the Washington football team. Washington gives up some draft picks. What? What? What do the? They don't need a tight end and maybe a running back. They give up McKissick. Give up McKissick and draft pick for Jimmy G. That covers the 49ers running back issue because McKissick could very well be a number one. His ability to catch out of the backfield is ridiculous. Yeah. And then you put a quarterback in position in Washington, and those two aren't really going to have to – really, it's not like those two are going to go to the Super Bowl and have to face each other. You know what I mean? You're not really hurting yourself any. You know what I mean? It's hasty, actually. It's Michael Hasty. Is that how you say his first name? I read that and was like, mm-hmm. yep. Not Michael Hasty is their running back. Uh, behind Elijah Mitchell, the rookie, Trey Sermon. It was a Trent, Trenton Cannon that they brought from the uh, – that they claimed from waivers. I think it was from Baltimore? I don't know. Uh, one carry for negative one yards. Solid. They still got the fullback in Jesuit. Let him run. Let the tank go. Okay, here's one for you guys. Uh, Carolina finishes less than three games back from Tampa Bay in the South. 
and even contends for a title. I would even say, I would even go as far as says to contends for a title in the South. I would say Tampa probably likely pulls away at the very end. Uh, or at some point they win one to two games and Carolina drops one important one. Uh, I think Carolina looks really good. I think that they're going to be a very well-coached team, which I think is going to get them some wins that maybe they wouldn't have gotten two years ago, three years ago. I say they not only compete, but they finish at least second and at least within three games of the uh, of the Bucks, who I think we can all agree are very likely to win this division hands down. I can yeah, see I was that about because to say, like if you're I talking can... about winning the division, yeah, that's an overreaction, and I very much an overreaction because you look at the role bonus they played. Huh? I don't think they're going to win it. They're going to finish I think they're very... going to compete for it, and they're going to be closer than some people think. I don't think it'll be close. I think they'll contend for a wild card. But I think the Bucks could potentially go and get that number one seed. Because think about it. They play the Bucks two out of the last three games. And that's going to hurt their chances. <laughs> I don't see it. Their defense is really good. Their offense is – Average, a little bit above average. If I mean with McCaffrey, obviously above average, a little bit above average. Right. But if you take if you're able to take him out of the game, which the Buccaneers defense, I think, could limit McCaffrey's productivity. I think they would have a hard time. So I don't, I don't see. I could maybe McCaffrey. see them stealing one of those games. But I don't see them winning both against the Bucks, and I don't think it's going to be close in the division. If you know. look at the if you look at the uh, the Panthers and what they did over the last two weeks, yes, they look good. But also look at their opponents, the uh-huh. Jets in Week One, and a Saints team who has a <sighs> Jekyll and Hyde for quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, they it's found it like this. It's a W versus the Texans. Let's say L versus Cowboys. Let's say W versus the Eagles. Let's say W versus the Vikings. Uh, Puts them at one loss in the first six. I think that Vikings game would actually be good. I think that'll be closer than you think. Uh, I do too. I still think they win that one. I think they go to MetLife and win. I think they go to Atlanta and win. Let's say they lose versus the Patriots, so that's two and eight at that point. Let's say they lose to the Cardinals two in a row, eight and three. I think they I, – I can see them beating Washington. They're a very different team than Ron Rivera's used to. So nine and three. They beat the Falcons twice, ten and three. They either beat the Dolphins or the Bills, so that's – Ten and four. Uh, so ten and five. Let's say they lose the second game to the Saints at home. So ten and five, and then two games versus the Bucks. And let's six, say we they do one. So that's so eleven and six. If we say they split, 
Alex, are you saying they compete for the division and possibly win it, or are you just saying they they, they don't finish very far behind? I say they don't finish very far behind. And when you say compete, it just means you're relatively close. You know what I mean? Give right. a like, I don't think they're going to win. I said the I think, Cowboys are going to win by at least three games. What do you think is close? I think they'll be within three games of the Buccaneers. Within three games. So two yes. games or less. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think that's an overreaction. I don't because it's the Saints and you don't have to worry about the Falcons. Sorry. No, but no offense or anything. But you don't. <laughs> you don't. Uh, but I also don't think Jameis is good enough to have the Saints there at the end. So yeah, and I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think that's too much of an overreaction. I mean, because if playing. you think the Bucks finish with thirteen wins, what is that? Because it's seventeen, so three. So it's thirteen. That mean and they have four. to win at least eleven. Yeah, I think they win at least eleven. Yeah, okay. I can. I can see that. Yeah. Next week will be yeah. Next week will be a W. The week after that, I'll give I'll give the Cowboys the win. Week after right. that is a W. Week after that is a W. Giants is a W. At the Falcons is a W. You can probably win it. You can probably win at home against the Patriots. Say so had a loss for that one. Did you really? You can say we can expect these teams to always win these games, but there's <laughs> going to be some surprises in there too. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah, they're I always yeah. I think nine to ten wins is realistic. I think eleven is maybe pushing it. I could see the Buccaneers winning fourteen to fifteen games this year. So that's why I don't. That that is my reasoning why I don't think the Panthers will be close. Not necessarily because they're not a good team, because they are. They're going to win, finish above five hundred and probably second in the division. You just but think I the think Buccaneers. The Bucks, the Bucks are, are much, just that good that they're going to be that far ahead. That much better, yeah. That's fair. Well, hey, we started talking about it before we started taping, but we, uh, for those that, well, nobody knows this, but we do pick them games every week where we pick three games, uh, three of the same games, and then we do a lock and an upset. We don't have to pick the games today because we discussed that not all, not all the lines are out, but – we could talk about some potential games that we might be interested in. Um, so I can steal your picks before. Uh. <laughs> well, I'm going to one right now that's going to be really good that I already had people, I heard people talking about is the Rams and Bucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what in I was Los Angeles. At. Apparently it's the first time Tom Brady's ever played in Los Angeles. Can we call dibs on lock games right now? Apparently. That's what I read. That's his first game in Los Angeles. No, can we call dibs on lock, like lock games? Like, can we call dibs on our games real quick or right now? (laughs) No, let's wait. Let's wait. Let's wait? Okay. There's two games that don't have line, three games that don't have a line on ESPN. And then you got to realize Four. that between now and Wednesday, when we normally make our picks, lines injury reports shift. come out. Lines shift. Yeah. Okay. I think some interesting games are going to come up this week, though. I think that the Colts and Titans are going to be a pretty interesting game, considering that the Titans have struggled thus far, and so have the Colts. And this will kind of maybe help steer either one of these two teams in the right direction. Colts can finally break the ice with Carson Wentz, or Titans 
get to a two and one start even after being so shaky week one. That will be interesting if Carson Wentz plays. True, yeah, with both of his broke ass ankles. <laughs> Otherwise, we're seeing who? Is it Sam Ellinger? No, it'll be Jacob Eason. Jacob Eason? Sucks, but... I mean, shoot, either way, that's no. At that point, it's just Derek Henry run up the middle of the entire game and the game's over. All day, yeah. Uh, Bengals and uh, Steelers will be interesting. Steelers are having some troubles. Bengals want to be an up-and-comer. Getting a win over the the Steelers in the Steel City would be huge for these guys. I think it would be a real big moral boost for them Mm -hmm. because you know they're gunning for a division rival. Especially if the Steelers have all these injuries and no offensive line. Uh-huh. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> the Bears and Browns would be a good one. Bears, Bears already yeah, coming. True. Bears and Bears already coming out and saying that uh, Dalton will be the starter if he's healthy. So that'll be interesting on the road against against Mayfield Baker. Right. Chargers and Chiefs is a good game. Chargers and Chiefs, I think, is a really good game. Uh, Packers I, I and think, 49ers will be interesting because even if the Packers win this, they're still having this something to prove, and the 49ers have so much injury. If they can overcome this game, that'll be really, really big for their long-term record. We got a potential tank bowl at the beginning in the Giants and the Falcons. Oh, dude, I was just about to say, like, no offense to either either of these organizations and their fan bases, but like the who gives a shit game of the week is the Falcons and Giants. Number one picks on the line. Or top five picks in the line. Right. I don't know. I think if the Broncos – it's not as interesting as, like, there's not a lot to it, but if the Broncos can get this dub versus the Jets, having a 3-0 and start going into a 17-week – or 17-game season, that will be really big for these guys. You know what I mean? Especially because they have to play the Ravens – the Steelers and the Raiders right after that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kevin, do the Cowboys get their first division win this week? I think so. At home, Jerry Road? Home opener. Shoot, home opener. The stadium's going to be rocking. It's a good de- against the the, uh, the Eagles, man. I mean, it's – Our tribals? Yeah. Dude, I, I'll tell you what. Like, if we can take a – if we can take a side – tangent here just for a little bit watching <laughs> watching the charger game the cowboys and chargers game like jerry world has kind of been a promoted not promoted but i want to say like it's kind of been like polarized as like one of the like better stadiums in football and i mean really all of the u.s but that's sofi stadium man and at legion stadium swanky dude yeah. like <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, it's there's there's newer. Newer is always going to be better. I mean, well, you say that, but then you look yeah. at like baseball and newer Wrigley. is always going to be better when they put the money into it. How about that? Because Jerry yeah, but... was what one point five billion. SoFi Stadium was five billion. That's what I'm saying, man. Jerry Stadium, Field. I think, was about four billion. That's so, what I'm yeah. saying. If I'm Jerry, like, I think it's kind of an insult that – I think I just take it as an insult that SoFi Stadium – dude, that that freaking stadium just looks damn. Like, For me, it's not an li- insult. It's just it happened later. So yeah. he got exactly what he wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
It's not and it's an like, insult to it, him. And it is kind of what Kevin says. Newer is always better, you know. And there's like two Jer- teams that play out of there. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Jerry um, World. When did Jerry World open? Jerry World opened when? When Kev? What year? Uh, I feel like it's been at least ten years. I will let you know. In the meantime, let's see. Uh, see, completed. The, the in more I think about it, the more that I'm like, I don't know. So I'm like Soldier Field is like an all-time classic. Lambo is an all-time classic. This is true. You have even your, if you know. don't have all the money, you're still gonna have all that like love and admiration for it because of the history of the thing. You know? Right, right. And it's Same like you know, baseball, Wrigley, Wrigley or, and Fenway. Right, Fenway. Uh, Rig- like Wrigley and Fenway are never gonna be torn down and renovated, or not not torn right. renovated. They've both been renovated. And but- maybe those are the exception to the rule maybe that's what that is you know what i mean but i'm right. like yeah nicer newer better cool but also because i mean nobody really cares about like what what is it petco park no 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 um seattle's ballpark uh, oh and it, uh, and it was all nice and swanky and t-mobile for a minute huh yeah t-mobile, t-mobile. uh but that one's but, gone know, through a few that one's gone through a few name changes it used to be like safeco and Safeco, that's what I was thinking of. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's that's not now, but, uh, yeah. Um, as far as that stadium, AT&T Stadium, it is still the largest capacity in the league at 138,000. Really? Yeah. Is it seriously? Man Campbell, that's so great. The more that I see him, I'm like, yeah, Man Campbell. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that is excellent. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. I guess AT&T Stadium still holds the largest capacity for amount of fans they can throw in there for a football game in the NFL. Hundred and thirty eight thousand. Wow. It's because it's the Cowboys. You can fill those seats no problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But here's another the- interesting fact. We're talking about the bigger and better and newer. Over under ten years before we see new plans for a new stadium for the Cowboys. No nah, wonder. Jerry will under, be dead by yeah. then. No wonder. Like no. Oh, and you don't think his son's gonna try to do it too? No. No, no they're gonna be. In, Steven they're gonna seems be, to be pretty rational. They're gonna be in there for a while, Kev. I wouldn't get your hopes up too much. Oh, I don't care. I mean, I love that stadium. I actually went to that stadium. It's pretty fucking cool, dude. It's it's a spaceship. That's what it is. It really is. I'm trying it's to take my dad up there. He's a Cowboys fan, and the Falcons come into town, so I'm trying to go to trying to go to there. That you thing. go. That, that yeah, that, that should be fun, dude. Yeah, there's not a bad. It doesn't look like there's a bad seat in the house, man. On where you sit, like anywhere. Sure. Yeah, even if you sit with the birds, you know. Yeah, there's really not. I mean, it all looks real close to the field, no matter where you're at. You know, and you got that big ass jumbotron, you know, which again, the Chargers just put to shame. <laughs> it's just right. that, that shit is ridiculous. So, yeah. Wow. But anyways, all right. What do you say we get out of here and talk some baseball part three? Be good to yourself and be good to each other out there. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. With that, we will say later. Peace. See ya.